Hello, fellow Whoians. Welcome to Who Do Who Think of War. This is a Doctor Who Rewatch Review Podcast. This is by me, Jordy Steele, and Cartaholic and Drupal Trump's Fraser Porter. Yo, 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 what's up? Return of the cast. Once again. Return of the Oh my god! Fraser, we're doing Utopia today. This is the first part of a three-parter? It, I would say, yeah, definitely a three-parter. However, this is the most, um, I would say, standalone of the three parts. Yes. Like, you can watch this on its own, but you really do need to follow it up. With the, the amount of stuff that actually happens in it, you could call it a prologue. Or a mere first act. I would say a prologue is, is probably the best way to put it. It's very um it's very contained in like a very small yeah. area. Like the in the grand scheme of things, not much happens bar one thing. Yes. And it's a very important thing. And we will get yes. to it. Fraser, would you like to hear I have written something? Yes. I wrote it while you were away. You wrote it. Nice. Season 3, episode 11, Utopia. Here is some deaf poetry. Utopia. I'm in need of euphoria. It's a ride and you go freea. Are you foreela? Captain Jack. Captain's back. Back of the TARDIS. He rides. Back of the TARDIS. He flies. End of the universe. End of the un of hers. Enemy comes back. Massive attack. Teardrop. (laughs) Mask in the black. Mask in the back. Master is back. Thank you. Magnificent. <laughs> um, that, yeah, that was that was that was pretty good. Um, well done, considering you wrote that very short notice. Mm-hmm. I think it was your it was better than your first attempt. It was absolutely better episode. than my last attempt. Yeah. Um, very Jonah Hill. Well, that's that's my inspiration. Yeah, that's that's why inspiration. I base that's, it off of. That's your po- your favorite poet. Any deaf poet, yeah. If you're um, not if you're not using the <laughs> chopper hill, see the inspirations, the influences. And yeah, Chaucer Keats. Keats. Chaucer, not yeah, well, Chopper. Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> Utopia, season three, episode eleven, aired on the sixteenth of June two thousand seven, and it was directed by that rhymed. Uh directed by Graham Harper who previously did 42, which we enjoyed more than we thought Actually we would. enjoyed, yeah. And he, of course, is known for the Harper treatment in which they fisheye people's yeah. faces. Um, and it's written by Russell T. Davis. By RTD. Future Doctor Who showrunner. He is? You can technically say that. Yeah, yeah, he is the, a future Doctor Who showrunner. I think it's this episode that made people cemented him that back. cemented him yeah um not the entire entirety of chibnall's run yes yeah the bloody uh protocol emergency protocol <laughs> russell tv break, break glass in case of emergency yeah. it's just rtd just standing there and also russell's had a pretty good 
He's had a decent run, hasn't he? In the last few years, it's a sin. Yeah. Pretty good. It's good. Won awards. Um, so we start with the TARDIS arriving in Cardiff to refuel at the Rift. Um, and they're just going about their day. They're just having a wee, wee chat. Cut to... From Monty Python and the Holy Grail of Captain Jack running. He's 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 heard him. He's heard it. He's heard it good. Um, he's been listening. He's been waiting for that sound. The... That's just me breathing. After that's COVID, just you breathing though. after COVID. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, so Jack Harkness is back and he is running towards the TARDIS. And uh, the doctor, when he's inside the TARDIS, he sees on the camera uh, that Jack is back. And he's a bit of a dick in this moment. It's a little bit. It's a little bit. Because he, yeah, and we, we find out later, and he doesn't really justify it, but um, he he flips the switch and the TARDIS starts dematerializing, uh, but Jack leaps on um, head first. Yeah. He would smash right into it. Smash into um, the TARDIS. And, and yeah, he, he is holding on as they travel through the time vortex. I guess maybe he's trying to dive through the doors. Yeah, but he doesn't, so... <laughs> I yeah. just want to see that moment. Boof. <laughs> <laughs> Collapses into a pile. Um, and they they end up in the year uh, 100 trillion. The furthest he's ever gone. Uh, furthest. Because it's as far as he can go because it's the end of the universe. Which we've seen many times. Yes. Even I, though... I think when we were watching it, I was like... I, I up until this year, thought they were on Earth mm-hmm. still. Despite them obviously saying it's it's not Earth because Future Kind, I just thought Future Kind was like a different a different evolution of humans. Nah, they are on the planet Malkasiro. Malkasiro. Yeah. Number and one used to go on my holidays. Yeah, great place. Uh, yeah. Lovely spider people. Yeah. So so Jack and Martha get acquainted uh they first think that jack is dead because he's lying on the ground after having traveled through the time vortex and martha resuscitates him um even though the doctor knows that he can't die uh so and he's like did somebody kiss me he does say that kind of like that um and he's yeah he's, he's just like he wakes up and he's he's alive again and this is he's back jack's back yeah meanwhile watching them is a is a humanoid with fangs. That's good. Big Death pointy teeth. with big pointy teeth. <laughs> Shield your eyes. Um so then they they basically run away from this this mob of 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 big pointy teeth um who are the the future kind that you mentioned and they they find their way to a human sanctuary. Uh. Ah, a um, settlement. Of settlement, sorts. yeah, in a in a sort of, sort of like a a, a rocket silo. Mm-hmm. Um, I should also say we forgot. I forgot to mention the 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 fun conversation where the doctor compares the TARDIS to the uh, vortex manipulator. Um, oh, yes, he's what he calls his his a Ferrari. And that's a space hopper. That's spy. Also, the little exchange where Jack's like, or the doctor goes, "Oh, you've had work done." Mm. To Jack, and Jack's like, "Well, you can talk." <laughs> like, yeah, um, good. 
because the the last time last time we saw him was uh not end of the world. End of time isn't no no. That's no, it's uh, bad wolf. Is it bad wolf? Yes. What's the second? Part in the ways. Part in the ways. Um and and he he's like I saw the list uh of of survivors and and dead people. Um, victims of the Battle of Canary Wharf, and he yeah. sees that uh, Rose and and Mickey and Jackie were on the list, and Doctor's like, nope, they're in a parallel world, they're safe. Oh no, 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 perfectly safe. And they're all happy, and Martha looks sad. Martha's sad because she's a bloody joy kill. <laughs> Get over it. Second fiddle to Rose, who's in a different universe. Yeah, so they they find themselves at the the settlement. And um, they 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 help find the they are they are helped by a man and they help find um, his family. We see when they get to the gates that the the future kind of mob that are they're chasing them they they stop mm-hmm. because the the humans have guns. If they're so dangerous, now yes. I know it's a bit morbid, but this is the end of the universe and they are very dangerous. <laughs> they. Um. Yeah. Shoot Maybe. Yep. Kill yeah, them all. Just, yeah. Don't take the moral high ground. They're pretty um, much like. Uh, have you you've seen Firefly? Uh, I've seen some of Firefly. The the Reavers. Mm, yes. Yes. That's pretty much. What the future kind are. Yeah, they're pretty much influenced it by the Reavers. Um. But yeah. So so the the Doctor is like, I can help. Who needs help? So they take him to Professor Yana, played by Derek Jacobite. <laughs> yes, Derek Jacobite. Uh, Derek Jacobi is is one of the what well, a very prestigious actor. Yes, getting to play Professor Yana. Yana and uh, what's his th- person? Cho. Chantho. Chantho. Yeah. So Who has to say? So Chan. annoying. She would say. Chan, my name is Chan Tho, Tho. Tho what? Yes, it's very tedious. It's very tedious. <laughs> uh, so, uh, yes, so Professor Yana uh, explains that they are, are building a rocket to take the human uh, survivors and go to Utopia, which is this uh, full myth, urban myth Chan... of like the last sanctuary, but it's not really a myth. It's a real place. Chan, maybe like a real place in the sky that people don't you can visit. Dare. From. Don't you dare. Don't you dare. Swear to it's, God. It's 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 yeah. It's like basically what they are at Garden of Eden. Yes. Yeah. A place where they they'll be safe in theory, but is it a metaphor for the afterlife? Yes. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. Um. While the Doctor and and Martha and and Jack are going about their day. Uh, basically helping out people. We see there's a woman who is shifty and she gives a wee smile and she's got pointy teeth. Pointy teeth? How the f*** does she get through the barricade? Because oh. they go, Shows your teeth! Shows your teeth! Shows your teeth! Uh, they're human. And then and then how does she, how's she going to get around that? She go- <laughs> <laughs> I don't have Her teeth, teeth pokes she- through her lips. <laughs> yeah, doesn't have teeth. I don't know how she got through, but yeah, someone something shifted going you on. You would have thought they would have filed them down. How does nobody see her? She bares her teeth. She's trying to like fit in and and be secretive. 
she bears her teeth. She does do that. She's just the worst. She's the worst. Chan worst, though. Stop it. Um, Jack is... uh, 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 Things start to go wrong very quickly. Um, There is a, a reactor that powers the ship that is in a room of radiation... Um, and we see a man attempt to go in and fix it because it starts to it basically powers down, um, mm-hmm. and he disintegrates. Fucking disintegrates. They did not hold back. They just killed him, including the clothing. Right? I think his clothing also disintegrates. <laughs> yeah. Um. Why does Jacks not? Because he can't he die. What about his clothing? Yeah, didn't think that, did you? You'd Holy think with day. it being John Barrowman, they would have as he well. He would have got his knob out, wouldn't he? Aye. John. Uh, I also keep... Uh, I keep forgetting things because I'm a forgetful boy. It's COVID. Blame it on COVID. Um, Jack has the Doctor's hand from yeah. Christmas Invasion. He does. That's what he's, he's been carrying it with him in his bag. Um, which I've got, little, I've got a little note on later on. Okay. We'll get back to that one. Um, so, yeah, the doctor, uh, uh, goes to basically help Jack, who decides to, to, to go and do it because he can't die. And they have a wee, a wee heart to heart about the doctor's prejudices, I guess, and why yeah. the doctor hates Jack. And the doctor's like, you were a fixed point in time. You, yeah, just, you were a fact. You're, you're, you're wrong. He's you're wrong, wrong to yeah. look at. He hates he's looking like, at him. He hates, yeah, he likes looking at him because, yeah, he is, he's a paradox and an anomaly. He's a fixed point of time. He's He shouldn't exist, but he does. Um, now, I have two things here. Okay. Right? I think this is, oh, it's not quite yet, but beforehand, the doctor had a discussion with Professor Yana, and Yana's like, oh, I've constant drumming. Mm. in my head just constantly getting louder and louder and throughout the episode the, the doctor and yana basically they have a bromance they really like admire yeah. each this other this is brilliant yeah like yana's technologically way ahead of what he should be doing and the doctor's amazed by him um but yes martha is up the top chatting with yana yana has a pocket watch <gasps> and Martha's seen this before, not a few episodes before this. I know. I like the reveal here, though, where he's like, "It's just a normal." It's just a normal. It's just a normal watch, and then he flips it round, turns it round, and it's all the Gar- Gallifrey and writing. And then Martha's like, "I'm just gonna, just gonna go, go. check on them." Now. Yeah. Uh, don't don't be alarmed. I'm just gonna check on them. Um, and Bye. then she's like. He's got a fob watch. Zoom. Um, he's got he's got one. He's like, what's so important about it? Um, and we learn that there is a perception filter on it. Yes, and he also what he reveals that he's he's had it ever since he was a young boy. Yes, where he was found on the beaches. He was found on the um, beaches. We will find them on the beaches, as Winston Churchill said. That's what they that's what they said, yeah. Um, but yeah, there's a perception filter on it. He's she runs down to the doctor and is like, he's got a fob watch. He it's. It's like the one that's it's the chameleon arc. Something's going up here, and you need to you need to get back up the top. 
Um, uh, yeah, so Yana now sees the watch for what it is. And he's he's like, I, I've never been able to really open it. It's just a watch. It's just a broken watch. But I can't. I can't. I don't know why I still have it. I just keep it around for like... Sentimental purposes. Sentimental purposes. Yeah. Um, and he bloody opens it, Fraser. Yes, he does. And it awakens something inside and he of him. sucks it all off onto him. Uh, and he, he... He... He becomes the master, Fraser. He does. He bec- the and then master! Now... It speaks to him, sort of thing. Mm. And is it the Doctor can hear it or sense it? It seems, especially in Doctor Who, like the a Time Lord can sense other Time Lords because the Doctor goes, "I would, I would know if if he was one. I'm mm. the last. There's, I can't sense anyone else out there." But as soon as the fob watch is open, the Doctor looks like he's yeah. And and when Martha tells him, he panics. He does because he's the last one. Um, however, my issue with this scene, right? Okay. Martha goes, it's like the face of Bo said. Mm. You are not alone. Yes. Jack is standing right there. In three episodes time, Jack goes, face of Bo is what they called me. Why does he not go? He's a bit face busy. Of Bo. No, but he's not. in. When she says that, he's not in the. Is he not? Oh. No, he's standing with them, and he's like, "What is that, Yana? What you know? You were not." And it's like, "Come on, mate! She just said your nickname, mm. the face of Bo. He he surely would have gone. That's that's my nickname. Where, where have you heard that? That's what they used to call me in the Bo little Peninsula. boy soldier club. Um, yeah. yeah, and the doctor starts flashing. He flashes back to uh, the face of Bo, telling him. You are not alone. It starts, <laughs> starts flashing, everyone, um, and and he realizes Yana Y A N A. You are not alone. It's all it's all coming. It's all ah. happening. It's bad wolf all over again. Um, and yes, Professor Yana is the master reborn. <clears throat> At this point, everyone is boarding this massive rocket. Yes, as well, and the little boy is going. Get your sail on the spaceship, everyone. Yes, the lovely little Scottish time, boy. Time to leave. We're all going to Utopia. Make sure you find your families. Mm-hmm. Um, remember him now. Yes, please he, remember he, him. He's important. Um, but yeah, uh, the Doctor has been using the TARDIS uh, to... Because to, they managed to get the TARDIS. They sent out a couple people. They retrieved the TARDIS. And the Doctor basically hooked up the TARDIS to the rocket. To, to power it. Um, so Yana steps into the tar. He kills Chanto. Chantotho. Thank God. Um, and he, he... does quite viciously with, with uh, an electric cable. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Derek Drake could be one of the best uh, British actors. This... Um, this... This acting... A bit questionable. It's a bit... Bit they, over there, yeah, bit over the top. They don't, they don't give him much to 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 do, basically. No. Um. And yes, uh, he he steps into the TARDIS, and the Doctor runs, um, and and he's like, "Get out of there! Get the hell out!" And the Master's like, "Nah, 
Um, he's also been shot by Chanthal. Um, so he is regenerating. And he becomes... John he was like what he says. Sims. He was like, "You've become a young man. I'm gonna do the same." And then, yeah, it turns into John Sim. Yeah, and it's and Martha's like, a... "Doctor, I recognise that voice." Yes, yes, she is, doesn't she? Because obviously, well, I will get that reveal soon. But get that reveal. Um, and then that's kind of it. He takes the TARDIS, and the Doctor uses the sonic screwdriver to sort of lock it in a location. Yeah, and um, and also Martha, the Doctor, and Jack are basically stuck with the the future kind banging at the door. Yes, they're trying to get in there and trying to kill them. Um, it's not a good situation, and then it just says to be continued. Da, da, da. We are going to jump right into the Whovia. Uh, starting things off, Professor Yana's costume was inspired by the first Doctor, which is why it's like very old man sort of looking. Oh. It's, it's, yeah, it does look very first doctor Um When Professor Yana examines his fob watch, you can hear the voices of Roger Delgado and Anthony Ainley, taken from footage from the original Doctor Who series, um, where both actors played the master. Mm-hmm. So you can hear their voices in the fob watch before he wakes up. Uh, this episode takes place literally just after the events of the Torchwood series, End of Days. Um, at the end of that episode, Captain Jack sees the Doctor's severed hand glowing and hears both the sensors in it beeping as well as the sound of the TARDIS. He runs out of Torchwood to run to find the Doctor. And if you watch the episodes back to back, it seamlessly sort of blends into one another with him running to the, the TARDIS. Although where does really the cool. wind come from? Yeah. <laughs> um, just before the start of the opening credits, uh, we the the scene shifts from Jack clinging onto the TARDIS as it flies through the vortex to the future kind. They did this because they didn't have enough time to render a completely new opening crawl with Jack clinging to the side of the TARDIS because it would look weird. The shot of him going through the vortex mm-hmm. and then it changing to the opening titles crawl with him not there. Right. Um. So the so the other way so it wasn't jarring to the viewer they did they did that but russell t davis did say at one point uh that they planned to release a special edition of the episode where he is seen clinging to the tardis just Never screaming throughout the theme tune ah yeah <laughs> um upon first meeting the doctor asks jack if he's had work done john barrowman by his own admission had botox done around his eyes between the filming the his last appearance in this one so ah. they had that lying in just so that they could you know, have a little dig. Um, this is the first time in the revived series that the Doctor uses his sonic screwdriver in a vertical fashion, which is how all the old previous Doctors uh, used their sonic screwdrivers. And finally, we don't have a working title. It's always called Utopia. <gasps> so we have this one. Nine-year-old John Bell from Renfrewshire, Scotland, entered a Blue Peter competition to appear in this episode of Doctor Who. He was notified by phone by Russell T. Davies that he had beat out 8,000 other competition applicants to appear in the programme. And that is why he is featured in quite a few scenes where he just goes, right, everyone, time to get on the rocket. Wow. Get yourselves in the rocket. He was just a regular little lad from Renfrewshire. Our age, to be honest. Lucky bastard. So there you, there you go. Um, I don't know whether he went on to, to do anything. Uh, I'm actually going to double check that now. Let me have a look. John Bell. John Bell. 
Doctor Who. Let's see if he went on to do anything else. He went on to star as Bane in the Hobbit film series. Um, oh, yes, he's his uh, son. The son yes. of uh, 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 Luke Evans. He also plays Toby Coleman in Tracy Beaker Returns. Um, he's a young spud in Trainspotting 2. Ah. Um, what else is he in? Ian Murray in Outlander. Um, that's about it. He played Stephen Deck. No, he played performer in the night Larry Kramer kissed me at the new Wimbledon Theatre, literally this year. Um, he is the same age as us. Wow. So we yeah we could have we could have been in that. But is he doing a Doctor Who uh, rewatch review podcast? Um, he he's he's not. Sucker. So there you go. That's all the hoovia. That's all the hoovia. That mm-hmm. brings us on to a segment we like to call the Satan Pit. It's the Hall of Flame. It's where we send concepts down to the pit to be shunned by society forever. So, I'm going to kick things off today by okay. taking us back in time. Gotta to... go back in time. Ba-da, da-da, na-na, Is na-na. it the future? For 1999. Mm. Mm. Um, I'm going to take us back to what would be Tuesday, the 19th of July, because that day it it reached 39 degrees okay. in Newcastle. <laughs> um, and I was still under quarantine mm. of my COVID isolation, and I do not have a fan in my flat, uh, so it was very very warm. Uh, I couldn't go outside really. Um, I I went out briefly to again put the bin out or to put the recycling out and was like, okay, it's too warm out here too. Um, then came back in to sit on my sofa where it was also too warm. Mm. I had I counted maybe five showers that day. Um, I just would stand under a under a, not not because I was getting too sweaty or anything, just because it was so warm. I was like the only relief i am getting is standing in a freezing cold shower did you have the windies open <clears throat> um so in the morning i didn't um no because right so the advice is that you don't have your windows open because it brings in hot air and the spare room i didn't have the windows open um but i opened them in the mid-morning in the living room just because mm. i was like i need some fresh air and the place was like a furnace the spare room i didn't keep the windows open and it was cool all day so it does work but i was an idiot and kept the windows open after we had our morning. windows closed and the curtains down see i should have done that but it was i opened them because it was getting it was too stuffy so i was like all right i'll get some fresh air and my god it's burny 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 surely I'd you like, could have gone for like a walk i'm sure well i'd planned to right but it was too warm to go outside all right. <laughs> like it was it was 39 degrees um, and I was struggling, and I was really struggling. I was still really low on energy, so I was like, I, I'm not going to go out for. Um, mm. But yeah, it, it was too hot, very uncomfortable. I was like, cool, I'll sit and play some PlayStation. It was too hot to hold the controller because my hands were getting sweaty just because it was so hot. Um, right. So I'm putting in 39 degrees weather with no fan. Okay. 
I wouldn't mind it if I had a fan. What are you putting in there? I feel like you should put in global warming just as a whole. Next week, I need something for next next episode. All right. Um, today for for Satan's pit, I am putting in Chantho. Chantho, Chantho, Tho. Chan Chantho, Tho. Yes. Chan why Tho? Because it's the most annoying thing that Chan, the Russell T Davies era has ever produced. Chan, the actress said she had the most fun of any acting. Job I don't care. Had I don't care. It's so annoying. I mean, Professor Yana does say that as well. Yeah, and he He's kills like, her. Little Chans and your foes. Good on her. Good on him. Yeah. For killing her. Perfect. Okay, so you're putting Chan in the Saints pit with. Yeah. 39 we... degree weather. Buggy bitch. Buggy bitch. Buggy bitch. I wow. hate I hate it. I hate it so much. She is my absorbal off. Hell, that's bold. I don't like it. Don't like it. Fair, fair, fair. Um Well that's that's the same pit for today. Razor blades to my ears. Fraser, what did you think of Utopia? Um, as a standalone episode, I thought it was kinda a bit boring overall. Mm. Like it does as part of the three parter that it is. It's good. It's enjoyable. It's needed to set up. And I like the twist of Professor Yana being the master. I think that's really, really cool. And it was, like, mind-blowing at the time. Watching it now, though, I was a bit bored with it. Just, like, it's mostly them just having a conversation about how incredible he is. And then it goes, oh, he's got a fob watch. Oh, he's the master. Time to weed off the TARDIS anymore. Um, it feels like it is a needed episode to get us to that point, but it's also like it it didn't need to be a whole episode of this. Um, it was good though for the content that it was. Like I I did enjoy parts of it. I liked the, the dynamic between Jack and the Doctor because it's the first time we're seeing this Doctor with Jack. Um, I liked Professor Yana, but kind of forgettable. I'm gonna give it a five. And a half. Fair. Five. Yeah, five. I'm, yeah, five. I'm debating giving it like a four to, to five rating. Mm-hmm. Mm, it's a hard one. Any other thoughts about it? Um, I think just because of the presence of Chantho, I'm going to give it a four. Fair enough. I think... It, as part of the three-parter, I think that does increase its quality. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I would probably take it from a five to a five and a half. Yeah. Or a six. Probably not a six. Probably five and a half. Because it's like, okay, well, this has actually got purpose. But as a standalone episode, nothing intriguing really happens until the final 15 minutes. Not even, go... I'd say, like, eight minutes. Yeah, or t- 10 minutes where they're going, oh, he's got a fob watch. Okay, Jack's invincible. This is why he can't die. This is why the doctor doesn't like him. Okay, Martha, you've got to have the panic of why he's got the fob watch. Go tell the doctor. Everyone comes back. Future kind is trying to kill them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, last 10 minutes are quite important. Rest of the episode, nah. Yeah. Just the doctor being racist. <laughs> 
Um, yeah. I yeah, I'm gonna give it four. four. Cool. Four. But what did you think? You can tell us on Twitter at Real Jordy Steel or at the Fraser Porter or at Doctor Who Pod if you would like to give us your opinions on the Satan's Pit and what you would like to send down into the Satan's Pit. You can sell us at Doctor Who Pod using the hashtag the Satan Pit. Um, Fraser, plug plug your things. Cultaholic.com forward slash cameo. Uh, Twitch.tv forward slash cultaholic if you want to watch me play video games. Um, on Friday. On Fridays. Uh, cultaholicshop.com. Go and check out some of the t-shirts we've got. They're pretty cool. Um, and on a Saturday morning, go and watch the wrestling news and then leave a little comment saying that you came from here. Yes. Do that. And be like, Cultaholic should start a proper membership uh, partnership with the Who Do Who Think Who Are uh, podcast. Um, and also ask for Arrogance of Youth t-shirts. Yeah. And merchandise. Yes, ask for Arrogance of Youth. Yes. Uh, get, get some arrog- let's get some Arrogance of Youth merch going. They should capitalize uh, on it sounding like a late 90s punk group I, by, by I, making I, it that style. I have, I have thought similarly, yes. Yeah, that would be cool. Um, but uh, thank you very much for watching. Next week we continue on uh, with our are we three parter, and we find out who this master guy is. Who the fuck is that guy? Because Jordy Steele back in two thousand eight, no clue. Not not a Scooby. I wonder if my dad was like, "This is it's it's so." I think my mom and dad were like. He he's a big deal. He's like, like the the doctor's nemesis. Yeah, pretty much. But the Daleks are a, the doctor's. They, they did nemesis. a they did a decent job of just that in the last five last two minutes of the episode. Mm-hmm. Of being like, okay, this is this is serious. Him and the doctor don't get along. But imagine if like <clears throat> three episodes into the season, he had explained to Martha who the master was. Then everyone would be expecting the master. I'm glad True. they didn't, because we we it, it was a better cliffhanger going. I'm the master, and then old Doctor Who fans go, "Oh shit!" The rest of us go, "This guy's." What about the in the first master? season? In the first season, so it given enough time for people who hadn't seen him, uh, time to just forget. Yes, um, that'd be, that'd be and funny. people who were expecting the master enough time to basically go, "Well, he can't be showing up now." that's when they should have done it but that is that's all that's it we'll say no more uh i hope you have a lovely weekend uh and always please remember stay Stay hooked. hooked